0: I met Tanera a little while ago in Colorado at a women's conference, and Tanera is the Director of International Operations for World Outreach for Andrew Womack's ministry. So in other words, she's one of the people who make it happen at Andrew's ministry. Um, She's also a very talented singer and worship leader. an awesome all round person. So, would you welcome with me Tanera Garvin? Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Awesome. Oh man, well, hi guys. Happy Sunday man, God is on the throne, isn't he? Amen. So powerful. That was a beautiful worship this morning, was it not? Man, I'd love to just give a hand to our worship team. And you guys, that was beautiful the way you just flow in the spirit. So before we get started, I do want to pray. So let's just, Father, we just invite you in this morning that Holy Spirit, this is your place. These are your people. This is your service. Holy Spirit, I invite you in to come and speak. Come have your way. Let your words be heard. And Father, we just open up our ears to hear from you what you desire us to walk away with today. And I thank you that your word will settle in our heart, Father. And Lord, we will begin to put action to the words that you've spoken to us today. And we just thank you, Father, for your guidance. We thank you for hearing your voice. And we thank you, you are ever present to speak, in Jesus' name amen um so while we were in worship i love oh i just i love the lord so much he's so beautiful in how he just speaks and ministers and while we were in worship i was having um am i too close to something okay just let me know while we were in worship um i felt like the lord began to give me a word uh for you as a church body but also for your pastor's and so I really want to start off, uh, Shannon and Karen. I want to share with you a word I feel like the Lord started to give me for you, and then I want to share how, as the Lord was showing me, He actually expanded this vision, because the Lord really speaks to me a lot through pictures, and He expanded this vision, and He showed me what the plan is He has for you as a church. And so, Shannon and Karen. I just hear, thank you that the heart of God, he just says, thank you. That there is a level that you have risen to in his heart that he says, I trust you. I trust how you hold my people with an open hand. I trust the way you steward my heart for my people. And the vision that I have for you, it's bigger than what you thought I could do. It's bigger than what you planned on. You saw yourself as a church in the city, and God says, "I've made you a church of the city." I saw this sign that says, "The best is yet to come." Amen. Best is yet to come." But I hear the Lord saying, "The best is here." What he's asking you to do is, and I see this open invitation from the Lord to you as a church body. And he says, will you come with me? He's giving you an invitation right now. I feel this so strongly for this church that the Lord has said, I've prepared the ground. I am in your future right now. I am in your future. I have prepared the ground. I know what I have said. I know what I have spoken. But will you come on this journey with me? There is an invitation to you to say, will you now accept that the best he's brought? Now listen, he's not saying by the filter of your belief system right now, oh, well, what I'm experiencing is the best it's ever going to be. That is a lie of the enemy. What he's saying is, come on this journey with me because I have prepared the best it is done. Come with me and let's experience it together. Amen? So this is my... Um, my encouragement to you as the body of Christ, my encouragement to you as this church, that you stop seeing yourself as a church in the city and you begin to see yourself as a church of the city. That God has set you as a light on the hill. Now here's the thing, you may say, you know, Karen, uh we were driving here and she's like, all right, here we are, church row. We're driving to the church and there's churches on every single street, <laughs> right? There may be a lot of churches, And and I'm not saying anything against those churches. I'm not trying to say this church is better than that church by any means. But what I am saying is there is something special here. There is something God has specifically called you to. I mean, look at your commission. You're reaching, you're establishing, and you're connecting. What is the mission of this church? You're reaching. He has set you as a city on a hill, a light on the hill. Because what I see in this vision that God began to show me with this church, as you are a church of the city, is you're no longer here in a way to say, yes, us four, we love the Lord, we come to church, we praise God, that's great. I go maybe to Walmart and say, hey, do you know Jesus loves you? Great. Oh, you don't? Well, he loves you. (laughs) No, you are called here for the people of this city. There are people who are waiting to have their lives transformed because they're waiting for you to open your mouth. Amen. Man, I encourage you in this, that what I want to share with you today is going to be some action steps and you making the choice to say, Lord, I see the vision. I see the expectancy. I see what's coming. The growth that is going to hit this church will not be by accident. The growth that is coming to this church is intentionally planned. There is an anointing on this church. And I believe this is what I felt in my spirit. Was God was saying, I have an invitation because I have a plan. But whether or not it comes is your decision, body of Christ. Will you accept his hand? Amen? Amen. There are some good, good things God wants to do. So... I'm going to give you some practicals now. We want to talk about accepting the invitation from the Lord. Here is the title of my message. Are you ready? It's exciting. Three Laws of Growth. Woohoo! I know. Everybody always gets excited when I talk about growth. Just kidding. Because the fun thing about growth is you have to capture a vision first. Amen? Because otherwise, why would you grow? What are you excited to do, to grow into? If you don't have a vision, if you don't know where you're going, then you're not growing, right? If you don't know where you're going, then you're not growing. I'll jump into a scripture. We'll jump into Proverbs in a second here, but I want to tell you, um, I love listening to Terry Savelle Foy. I don't know if any of you guys or ladies, people here listen to her. Um, She's one of my favorites. But she shares this thing, which I was like, "Ah, it's so powerful. But she's teaching a message and she's challenging everyone, you know, wake up one hour earlier to pursue the Lord, to pursue the thing he's placed on your heart, the vision that you have. Some aspect of what am I going to do waking up one hour earlier to give towards that growth God has called me to, the vision he has. And she says, if you can't do that, if you can't wake up one hour earlier, then you don't have a vision or you're pretending to have a vision. So this is my challenge to you, all right? Do you have a vision for your life? Do you have a direction you feel like the Lord's placed on your heart? And then what are you doing about it? Because if you are not intentional to put a plan together, to grow into that, to have accountability in your life to grow then you're just playing at having a vision. But God wants to fulfill the visions that he's given you. So it's time to stop pretending, and it's time to be doers of the word and not hearers only. Amen? Proverbs 29, verse 18 in the New King James says, Where there is no vision, the people are unrestrained, but happy is he who obeys the law. Man, where there is no vision, the people are unrestrained. What does restraint mean? Discipline. The people are unrestrained. There's no self-control. Self-control is what? A fruit of the Spirit, right? So if you have no vision, I would also question, because in this it's saying if there's no vision, the people are unrestrained. They're without self-control. I believe it says that in the Amplified Bible, that it's without self-control. Now, self control is a fruit of the Spirit, meaning when you are rooted and grounded in the Word of God, when you are planted in Jesus in relationship with Him, a natural byproduct of that is vision. God will always show you where He's taking you. Amen? That we don't have to go out there and figure this out on our own. He will show you it is a natural fruit. What's also a fruit of being planted in the Word and being planted in your relationship with the Lord? Self control. So I question that if you sit here and say, man, I don't really know what my vision is. You know what? Here's my charge. Get back to the Lord. Get back to your first love. Spend time in the Word. Spend time in prayer. Spend time with Him. And let Him cultivate you. Because He has a vision for you. But it's going to require restraint. It's going to require self-control. Amen? It's not fun to play at having a vision right? Because it leads to constant disappointment, doesn't it? It's that aspect of, uh, so uh, I'll tell on some, I'm going to name them Bob and Sue, so I protect the guilty here. Um, <laughs> so I have some friends, Bob and Sue over here. Um, and Bob and Sue, man, they love the Lord. They have such a heart for the Lord. They desire to see God move in their life. And here's the situation. We were talking about finances earlier, right? Prosperity is mine, amen? I'm already prosperous. So Bob and Sue over here are like, whew, man, prosperity is ours. God is good. You know, if God's going to make us rich, one day God's going to give us a second home. One day God's going to pay off our debts. But then when you look at their life, there's no faith action that is partnered with the grace of God that says, man, I am prosperous and he's provided all things right? So here they are in this place of like, isn't that great? And they're racking up credit card debt. They're spending whatever they want. I'm going over to the house, helping them sell things to pay off their debt. (laughs) But there's an action required to partner with the grace of God. Karin at the women's conference gave this beautiful imagery of God stretching out his hand in grace to say, this is what I've done. I have paid the ultimate price for you. I've given you grace. I've given you prosperity. And when you decide you're going to trust him is when you bring your hand to his and say, yes, my faith action is coming into agreement. And so therefore we are saved by grace through faith. Right? Your faith is the action that reaches out and meets his grace and say, yes, I accept. Yes, I accept. There is an action required. And now listen, the action required isn't always fun. How many of you guys love budgeting? That's like my biggest weak point. (laughs) I actually have a friend I've had to bring into my life because I was like, look, I am not good here. I need help. And I've had to bring in somebody to help hold me accountable and help teach me and guide me in finances, right? To bring in a counselor into my life. It's powerful when in your life, when you know the vision God has given you and then you partner your faith with it by saying, Lord, I don't know the next step, but I know you know who does. And he will highlight people. He'll show you people. He'll bring people in that you have to choose to connect with so that you can say, man, I need some assistance. I need some accountability. I need some support to walk out the vision God has given me. Amen? Amen. So the first law... I never told you the first law, did I? I just went right through it. The first law is the law of intentionality, all right? So it's important that you become intentional of what you want to grow in, right? If you don't know where you're going, then you're not growing. So first, you've got to capture the vision. There has to be intentionality to pursue the Lord, to discover, Lord, what is it you have for me? What is the thing I'm supposed to grow in this year? Listen, life is lived in seasons, Therefore, your purpose comes in seasons. Right? So let me share this with you. About three, four-ish years ago, I was having this beautiful conversation with the Lord in a coffee shop, which is what I love to do. And I'm just talking to the Lord and having this beautiful conversation with Him about, Lord, I know these great things you have for me and these desires. Because here's the fun thing. The time you spend with the Lord, you get tons of desires. And you're like, I don't know which one to do. They're all so amazing. Right? Right? Life is lived in seasons. Each purpose and desire you have in your heart has a season. So it may not be time to run and do all of them. But there's one particular one the Lord's speaking to you on. That he says, this is the one I want to hone in on. This is the one I want to develop because it's the season for it. All right. Life is lived in seasons. Therefore, the purpose and the desires of your heart have seasons of fulfillment. So you have to be willing to shift with your seasons. Amen? Amen? And so, when I was in this coffee shop talking to the Lord, I heard the Lord confirm for me all the desires He's placed in my heart. And He said, Ooh, Tanera, you just don't even know what I have planned. Man, my expectancy began to rise. I'm like, Yeah, Lord, I'm so I don't even know what you have planned. It's going to be so good. But you can feel the expectancy rise that what He has planned, what does it say in Ephesians 3, right? exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask or think so let me ask you this first what are you asking for and what are you thinking that he can do for you or have you chosen to just be affected by the life around you and thrown around by the waves are you living life on purpose or are you letting life happen to you either way it's your choice it's your choice but man Just to sit there and be like, okay, Lord, I have to choose one to dream. Guys, dream. He has such beautiful things planned for you, but he's asking you to partner with him in faith and say, yes, Lord, I will dream. I will dream again. Let me say this. Sorry, I just feel a drawing this direction. That some of you have had dreams that you have been disappointed, 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 disappointed. Disappointed. And time after time, you would say, okay, well, I want to trust God. I want to trust God. Okay, okay, I'm going to pick it up again. And then you were disappointed again, disappointed again. And so you've eventually gotten to a place where you're like, you know what? If it's God, he'll just do it. And if it's not, it won't. But I'm not going to raise my expectancy again. I'm not going to get hopeful for this again. And what you've done, listen to me in this, that the heart of God for you is to heal you, for one. But he also continues to say, I still have a plan to exceed that expectation. I still have a plan to fulfill that. Stop hiding it. But here's what you've done, is the Lord is showing that you have built this tower around yourself in a way to self-protect, to say, okay, if I, if I protect her now, if it's God, he'll just do it, he'll just do it. And the Lord is saying, but you've disengaged your faith with me. Because you've built a wall to protect your heart. And the Lord says, I am your strong tower. I will protect your heart. Just give it to me. So will you by faith give him your heart today? Will you by faith say, okay, Lord, I will stop self-protecting. And I'll say, you are my strong tower. Scripture says in Proverbs that he is our strong tower. The righteous run into him and they are safe. He is your safe place. The walls you put up are not safe. They are not protecting you. They are keeping you from the very desire that you have now imprisoned yourself in. So give your heart back to him. Place it back in his hands. Okay, back to me. All right. So I'm in the coffee shop talking to the Lord, and I'm like, yes, Lord, I'm getting this expectancy level driven. I'm like, yeah, God, you've got these great things. Now, when are you going to do them? I'm like, how do we make this happen, right? And the Lord kind of does, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I got some things I need to talk to you about first. I'm like, okay. It's probably like the first time in a while I've heard God get serious with me. And he says, Tanera, I need you to take care of your health and your finances first. Like, oh, God, those aren't fun. I don't get excited over, woohoo, I'm going to get my health in order. It's not fun. Woohoo, I'm going to get my finances in order. Uh, But I just like to buy things. (laughs) Makes my heart happy. (sighs) Because here's the thing, is what God is asking you to partner with him on, one, you need the vision, because what's going to happen is the next thing he's going to ask you to do and follow through on, it's not always fun. Dying to yourself... Is not fun But dying to yourself is required In order to fulfill the vision He's placed in your heart So here was the issue I had The Lord was speaking to me about In discovering the vision he has And the requirement of the journey For me to get there The growth process required in my life I had a false expectation of the Lord That who I needed to be To be where he's given me the vision to go I could get there by being the person I was But here's the thing, to get to the place where God has called you, the vision he has showed you in in your heart, will require you to become today the person you're going to be in five, ten years. It will require change. The fun word, change. Amen? And so the Lord began to show me, Tanera, I need to see change in your life. I have these dreams and these desires, but your health... And your finances, listen, he was showing me my limiting beliefs, the lies of the enemy, the things that I had held captive in my mind about how I saw my health and how I saw my finances were gonna stop me from laying hold of the vision and the purpose he had for me. He wasn't stopping me. He had completely opened the door. And he says, I have this for you, but you have strongholds in your thinking that are not allowing me to come in and bring you over here where I want you. And so the Lord began to deal with me, and it was a three, four-year process of walking through, renewing my mind. And how do we renew our mind? To the Word of God. Get in the Word. Know Him. Know His Word. Spend time with Him. Hear His voice. Scripture says, My sheep know my voice. Listen, there's a lie of the enemy. I'm going to challenge you right now in your thinking. The enemy comes in, and he says... Oh, yeah, sure, you can hear God's voice, but you don't. That's a lie. Scripture doesn't say, you can hear my voice if you try hard enough. Scripture says, you know my voice. Guess what? That's another thing. You have to take hold of his word and say, when the enemy comes in and says, I know you thought you heard God, but you didn't. See, you totally missed it. You don't know his voice. Ooh, wait a minute. The word says, I do hear his voice. So I will take every thought captive that exalts itself against the word of God, and I will bring it into submission to the word that says, Yes, I know the voice of God. I clearly hear his voice, and I know how to act on it. Amen? You know his voice, church. Amen? Man, that's worthy getting excited over. You know his voice. There is no question on that. This is the process the Lord began with me is I need to change my thinking by renewing my mind to his word so that it would begin to unlock for me keys and it would unlock doors to be able to walk the journey with him. Amen. Amen. There's a choice involved. God partners with you. He does not work separately from you. So when I talked about Bob and Sue over here, And Bob and Sue were just like, well, God, if you want to, you'll do it. It'll be great. We know our God is a God of prosperity. But they were not in faith action partnering with the Lord and making the difficult choices to renew their mind and their thinking on finances to be able to walk that journey with the Lord. Right? But did God pay for it? Was it fully delivered? Was it what he had? A hundred percent. God never changes. But we have to. Amen? All right. So, law of intentionality. You've got to know the vision, know what God's speaking to you. You've got to know where you're going in order to grow. You don't have to have all the details, right? We talked about life is lived in seasons. You don't have to know all the details. All I knew was two things. And even at that, I was like, Lord, what do I do with this? Right? I was like, okay, Lord, health and finances. Where do I start? (laughs) And the beautiful thing was, is I asked the Lord, He highlighted people for me. He showed me faces, and He said, contact these two people. And I was like, okay, (laughs) don't know how they're going to help me, but I'll give them a call. Right? And through conversation, doors began to open. They would share things, and I'd be like, oh, that's exactly what God said. That's what I needed, right? Man, when you commit, resources show up. Amen? When you commit, hear the voice of God for yourself, and say, okay, yes, Lord, you said, therefore, Faith action, I will step forward. I don't know where my foot's going to land, but I'm going to do it. And you watch that stone rise to meet your foot. You watch resources show up. Because God's already done it. He's speaking to the people involved in your journey and prepared your future. Amen? Who created time? Who created time? So do you think he's limited by it? So do you think that he's already done it in your future? So do you think the desires he's putting in you now is for him not to fulfill it or because he hasn't already? Every desire in your heart, he already did it. Understand that power. Because when the enemy comes in to lie and steal and say, no, did God say? Did he not do that to Jesus? Did God say? Does the scripture say that? You can say, you know what? Jesus is in my future and I know he's a good God when he's placed a desire in my heart it's because he already fulfilled it and all I'm saying is yes I'll walk the process to get there with you amen it is done it is finished amen so make sure there's intentionality know where you're going law number two is the law of consistency Whew. consistency such a fun word it uh, was not a fun word in my life because consistency meant discipline. Self-control was required. God began to speak to me about, so just to give you a little bit of history, and my buddy Roger over here knows, love my man. He knows, he knows, he's watched my journey actually. He's seen a lot of it. But I was over 400 pounds. And you're like, what? Yes. I wish I had a before and after picture for you. Um, but I was over 400 pounds. This is why the Lord said, Tanera, I need you to get... Your health in order because the things I have for you, your health is going to stop it. Not me. God's plans are good. He has it. But he said, you have to change the strongholds in your thinking. Amen? Amen? And so there began this process of, okay, Lord, you've got to teach me how to do this because I don't understand food. I don't understand my physical body. Like, I don't know what this thing does. (laughs) It moves around sometimes well, sometimes not. (laughs) But I don't understand how to make it like healthier. It was all foreign to me. It were concepts I never understood. So I had to go on a learning journey. So some of you are going to be invited on a journey of learning over this next season. Maybe there's things God's speaking to you and you're saying, okay, but God, I don't even know what to do with that. I don't know how to start. Ask him to show you. Because that's what I said. And Lord, how do I start? What's my first step? because I want a faith action. I want to be able to say yes, Lord, you spoke. Yes, I agree. What's my action? How do I follow you in that? How do I say yes, I agree with you? And so the Lord actually highlighted a friend of mine which made no sense at the time. I was like, Lord, we in the same boat. <laughs> I don't think she has the answers. Can you try again. But it was funny, I pick up the phone, I'm talking to her, and the Lord had been speaking the same thing to her, and so she had a friend who was um, a physical trainer, and she was like, yeah, I'm going to start working with her, and I was like, great, because I was like, where do you find a physical trainer? Like, walking into a gym was daunting. So I, was like, I walk in, I'm all like, oh, you all have muscles. I'm just going to walk right out, <laughs> you know? And so it was beautiful how the Lord connected without me even knowing, Because I was like, I'm calling this person, I don't think she has an answer. And she did. Because God knows. He knows where your answers are. So you don't have to know it all. But go back to the Lord. Refer back to Him and say, Lord, you said? I want to say yes, so what's my next step? Right? If He's your Lord, right? Guess what? He's got all your answers and He can guide you. So commit to your yes and start getting into consistency. Because the next step was the discipline of consistency. Let me tell you, waking up at four in the morning to decide to work out was not my plan of happy, happy, joy, joy in the Lord. (laughs) Right? But it's the consistency of discipline in your life that's going to actually start to make change. Develop new habits. Break the thinking process, and old mindsets says that the Lord wants to tear down those strongholds in your mind. But it will require you to die to yourself. It will require you to be consistent in discipline. It will require you to have an accountability partner who's gonna help you. I had beautiful accountability partners and it wasn't fun because here's the thing. So I got this like Apple watch. And so my trainer, the one I have now, she's amazing. I've been with her for three years. She is connected to my Apple Watch. So the little fitness app on it, let me tell you this. So my job, right, which I love my job, but I sit a lot and I do a lot of Zooms. So like the internet phone call meetings, right? And I'll be sitting there and working through the day and I'll get a text from her and she's like, hey, don't really see your calorie count moving. Don't see your your activity movement ring moving. She's like, "Uh, maybe you should get out of the chair and take a walk. She's like, have you done stairs today? I'm like, oh, okay. Here we go. <laughs> so it's been really good to have her as an accountability partner to keep me moving, right? And it's the same. I met with a nutritionist. And I was like, teach me about food. I don't understand. I just know I eat what tastes good. If it tastes really good, I eat a lot of it. <laughs> right? Amen. <laughs> I know. I, uh, I got to come in prior to the women's retreat and uh, went to the beach and had like a fun little like, little bit of a beach weekend. I went and I ate crab, and I ate crab. Oh, gosh, guys, crab is amazing. That's a gift from God right there. I'm just saying. But there comes this place of, okay, I've got to learn my body. I've got to learn what my body needs. I have to understand food and how it fuels my body. These are not comfortable subjects. I'm talking to you about the two hardest things to talk to women about. Stop shopping and lose weight. God. The Lord knows how to offend with the best of them. So these are, I mean, I'm telling you, serious. It's like how humble can I be to the Lord when He's like, baby girl, I'll lose weight and stop shopping. Okay. So these are the powerful things. When I talk about disciplines, I want to share this with you in Okay, Proverbs 16, verse 32. This is the new living. It is better to be patient than powerful, better to have self-control than conquer a city. Because what can happen many times in our process of discipline and as we're moving forward, we get so excited for the where we're going in the vision, right? This is where I want to be. And we want to bypass the whole process and get here, right? I want to go conquer that city. God has called us a city of the church. Therefore, I'm going to go take the whole city today. I've got this. We're going to bring in all the homeless. We're going to witness to every person on the street. We did it, right? You're going to run and conquer a city without yet first taking control of yourself. But here's the thing. You may have a temporary, look, I've conquered the world, but you have forfeited your own soul and the growth process God wants to walk you through. It is better that you be patient than be powerful. Don't run to the fulfillment of the vision. Be patient in the process of self-control, of discipline, so that when you get to the vision, you can sustain it. Otherwise, it's quickly won and quickly lost. It is better that we are patient and we allow patience to have her perfect work within us. And it's not always comfortable, but if you remember why, Know your why. What is your yes to? What is the vision? When you know the why, then when you're having to go through the hard discipline of it, you remind yourself, Whoa, gosh, why am I doing these squats again? <sighs> Trust me, I have a why. I have to keep looking at that's why. Because there are people waiting for me to come to the other side of my process, to come to the other side of my victory so that they can then be set free. And if I don't get here, I've missed out and they've missed out. There are people dependent upon you getting free. Get free of your stuff. Because there are people waiting to hear from you. Their freedom is dependent on your freedom. So get free. 1 Corinthians. Oh, wait, no, sorry, wrong one. Okay, here we go. Proverbs 25. We're going to hang out in Proverbs for a minute. Twenty five verse twenty eight says, A person without self control is like a city with broken down walls. Man, if there is no self control in your life, what happens to a city that has no walls? Let me say it this way think of like the old days when they used to build a city on a hill and build walls around it, right? It gets taken, it gets pillaged, it gets stolen from. How many times have you said, Man, I just get stolen from by the enemy? I'm just so tired of him coming into my life and stealing. Build some walls. How do you build walls? Self-control, discipline, boundaries, right? Boundaries in your life are not just for other people, they're also for you, right? Put some boundaries in your mind. What will you believe and what will you not believe? Put some boundaries in your thinking. What will I choose to agree with and what will I not? Who will I allow into my life to speak life into me? And who will I not allow to be an influencer in my life? Man, it is so important that we learn how to just begin to say, you know what? I, I, I get to choose this life. God has given me the option to either partner with Him and go do this incredible journey that I still don't yet understand or I don't fully know, but it's going to be incredible. Or I can plan out my own life and be a victim to the circumstances of life. Right? Now I get, life happens, you can get sideswiped on a random Tuesday. Right? Life happens. But here's the beautiful thing. In the midst of that, I have a choice to partner with Jesus who walks me through and makes all things beautiful. He makes all things new. Amen? So you get to choose. So there is power in consistency and discipline. I also want to say this, that there is power in the consistency of being planted. What happens when you? I don't, do I have any gardeners in here? A couple of hands up. All right. I'm not a gardener, so I apologize. I'm going to use all the wrong words. Okay. Um, but when you think about gardening and you put a plant in a nice little container and then you carry it and you go to put it in the ground, do you every day decide, you know what? I don't like the plant there. Dig it up and go move it. Well, it doesn't look good there. Let's move it over here. Right? Do you constantly plant it, dig it up, plant it, dig it up? No. What's going to help that plant get strong? Staying planted, letting its roots grow deep. Are you planted? Are you planted? Because the nutrients needed to allow that plant to grow, to allow that plant to get strong, to allow that plant to mature and fulfill its vision, listen, When you have a plant, you don't have a vision that it's going to stay small and wimpy forever, right? You're like, oh, this tree, this apple tree is going to grow big and it's going to produce beautiful fruit. Or would you rather say, oh, it's a little sapling and it'll stay one foot tall the rest of its life? No, now it's a weed, (laughs) right? So are you planted? Are you allowing your roots to go deep and allowing the nutrients of the soil you're in, the soil of your environment, to saturate you and begin to change you what is the environment you've planted yourself in let me tell you if you are not planted in a church and you're here visiting this is a phenomenal church to get planted in this is great environment and great soil that is going to nurture you and help grow you amen there is so much power in being rooted and planted Be rooted and grounded in the Word of God. Find consistency in daily time with Him. It doesn't always have to be in the morning. If you're an afternoon or an evening person, you find what works for you. You give it to the Lord and let Him guide you. Sometimes, I know with me, certain things I had to start, I had to have accountability. Because I was like, look, I know me. I'm going to go watch HDTV if somebody doesn't be like, hey, have you spent time in the Word today? (laughs) Right? So having sometimes an accountability person is really helpful. I actually have a really, a two really good friends in my life. And we'll text each other in the evenings and we'll say, hey, what did God show you today? What are you learning today? And then I'd be like, oh, good question. I'm going to go some, spend some time with the Lord right now and get back to you. But the awesome thing is, is I know that question's coming and it helps me stay on track with my plan of saying, you know what? I'm going to spend time with the Lord here. Now I'm a morning person. So I usually always spend my time in the morning. Right? Because I'm just super up and alive and awake in the morning. But I'll spend time with the Lord, and then I will just mull over and I will meditate on the word that he's given me. If you're like, you know what? I'm not a person who can spend hours in the word. Never asked you to spend hours in the word. Spend five minutes, set a timer, just five minutes. Watch the faithfulness of God that he'll highlight something to you, and you'll be like, huh, let me think about that today. Meditating on the word what's that one scripture? What's that one phrase? Allow the consistency to be what does it, right? It's not the big changes that are gonna make the change you want. It's the little things consistently that's gonna create the change. So many times we're like, Lord, I just wanna wake up in the morning and it just be done. I'll wake up and magically have lost all my weight and all my finances and debt will be taken care of. Yes, Lord, right? But the Lord says, I want to walk the process with you. Consistency, consistency, amen? Man, he is a God of the process, You know, God gave me this image one time when I was asking him that because I was really in like the height of this, like trying to lose weight and get healthy, trying to pay off debt, which can I say healthy food is expensive, so trying to pay off debt while you're paying more money for food was hard. (sighs) I'm telling you, macaroni and cheese was just a lot cheaper, but it didn't help my figure. So I'm going through this process with the Lord and I'm kind of complaining about having to walk through the process. And the Lord gives me this image of his child and he's like, He shows me this child is born, brand new, newborn baby, this precious child. The next morning you wake up, that baby's 18 and headed off to college. Lord's like, how fun was that? What memories, what connection, relationship do you have with that child? Not much. I mean, it's my baby, but like I didn't even get to do life with my child. And the Lord said, it's the same way. I want to walk your process with you he began to show me that it's in the process. It's in the struggle. It's in the, oh, Lord, I'm struggling. I don't know. And when he brings the light and begins to expose lies of the enemy, begins to expose where their strongholds. And then when I say, Lord, tear these down. I don't want these anymore. I choose your word. I choose what you have said, right? My trust, listen, my trust of him is strengthened. So that means the next time he reaches out his hands and says, will you go on this journey with me? Instead of being like, oh, where are you taking me, though? Like, I don't know. It's like, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. The more you walk the process with him, the more you're going to strengthen your trust in him. Look, he hasn't changed. He's the same God, and he's faithful. He has not changed. But we have to. Amen? So I want to share with you in Luke 16, 12, when we talk about being planted Luke 16:12 says and if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's who will give you that which is your own if you can't be faithful to be planted and serving another man's ministry who's going to give you your own right have you been found faithful in serving another man let me say this i have the amazing privilege of being able to serve andrew womack ministries it is not mine i'm a steward I steward the position that I'm in, but it is not mine, right? You'll notice there's a difference in the way the world does promotion versus the way that the kingdom of God does promotion, right? In the world's way of promotion, you make yourself irreplaceable. You put yourself in a position where it's like, man, they're fully dependent on me. They couldn't do this without me. You find ways to get yourself ingrained that they couldn't lose you because now it's all about you and you owning a position, right? In the kingdom of God, it's all about humility and it's about making yourself replaceable because here's the difference. Over here, the mindset in the world is we're all about building our own empires. What is my legacy? What's going to last after me? How do I build this? This is me, me, me. In the kingdom of God, it's generational. This is not about me. How am I preparing this for the next person? How am I preparing this for the next generation? How do I make sure that the word of God and the seeds planted and the things that are being built or the policies and procedures, which I love and most people don't. But anyway, (laughs) how do I ensure that the next person who steps in has it easier, can do it better, take it farther with it? Right? You were constantly in the mindset of, I'm raising up successors because I'm all about the next generation. Listen, He is not a God of your empire. He is a God of generations. Amen? There is, let me say this, the vision and the purpose God has for you, while beautiful and uniquely designed for you, it is not for you. It is for the next generation. Meaning, listen, doesn't mean you don't get to step in and fulfill it, but by you dying to yourself, getting consistent, getting intentional in life, and raising up, all right, I've got to prepare for a next generation. By you fulfilling that vision, you are setting up the next generation to run farther with what God has started in you. Because he's raising people up that he's calling to you, church, He's raising people up, he's calling to you and he's asking, will you steward them well? Will you train them up and prepare them? Or will you come in with an empire mindset of, nope, this is my chair and I ain't moving, I don't care who comes in. Where are you? Are you planted? Are you letting your roots grow deep so that you can receive the nutrients, the change and the growth and that you can grow into the tree that can expand its arms? And give shade to the next generation. So that they have a chance to grow. Amen. First Corinthians 4.2 Moreover, it is essentially required of stewards. We are stewards. Amen. It is, requ- it is essentially required of stewards. That a man be found faithful. I love this in the Amplified. It says proving himself worthy of trust. Proving himself worthy of trust. Will you be found faithful where you are planted? Will you? Because it's required. Amen? Gosh. There's just so many beautiful things he wants to do. And so many times we'll say, well, if it's God's will, if God wants. Oh, it's absolutely his will. He absolutely wants it. But you know what he's standing there doing? He's like, come on, baby. I just take your first step. You can do it. You can do it. He is so excited to see you walk the process with Him. And so many times we say, Lord, it looks so hard. I I don't want to try to walk. It's kind of hard. Well, then crawl. Just get moving. Put some faith to the grace that He has provided. Amen? Man, church, you are a church of the city. Of the city, you are a light set on a hill that all who see you are drawn to you. Walk like it. Amen? Amen. All right, we'll get to the third law here. Should I start saying I'm closing and then 10 closes later I finally close? Um, okay. <laughs> right? There we go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna copy Pastor Shannon here. All right, so my law number three is the law of Referral. So we talked about the law of intentionality Then we have the law of consistency Lastly, law of referral Law of referral means That as you're walking in your process With the Lord And this happens, we're walking and there's a roadblock (laughs) What do I do? All of a sudden, it's like, do I go around? Am I supposed to try to step over it? What do I do with this roadblock? The law of referral is going to help you What is the law of referral? Go back to the vision Go back to Jesus. Go back to what he said. Go back to the Lord. Go back to godly counselors in your life who can help you navigate the roadblocks that come in. Amen? The law of referral is refer back. Refer back. Wait a minute, God. I'm, wait, why am I doing this again? Wait, what's going on? Oh, you said. Wait, how do I get around this? Let me go seek godly counsel. Okay, this is what God said. This is the path I'm walking. This happened. How do I navigate around it? The law of referral is referring back. Refer back to the Lord, to the vision he's given you. Refer back to godly counsel. In Proverbs 15, it says, Without counsel, plans fail, but with advisors they succeed. It's important that as you're seeing the vision God's giving you and you're figuring out, okay, Lord, what's the next step? How do I plan this? Now listen, I feel like I have to say this, I'm going to say it. What can happen in this? I just kind of want to give, Like, I like to say what I'm not saying just as much as what I am saying. So while I'm saying yes, counselors, yes, advisors, I, I want to I preface this. Be careful who you invite in to being counselors and advisors for you. And the reason I state that is because the vision, the plan, the purpose God has for you, not everyone is called to partner with you in that journey. Not everyone is gonna see or understand where you're going. So first you submit it to the Lord and then you submit it to a spiritual authority in your life. And you say, this is what I feel like the Lord's saying, am I interpreting what God said or am I truly hearing and walking in him? And the reason I say that's important, interpretation versus representation of what the Lord has said, is that this is what happens tell you tell myself real quick so i had this season where the lord said tanara get ready to move and i was like oh, i'm getting married the lord spoke get ready to move it must mean i'm getting married i interpreted for those of you that don't know i'm single it's because you're all like wait a minute don't worry god's got my husband don't try to match make me i'm all good all right <laughs> it's like the number one thing that happens everywhere "Tenera, have you met our single young pastor over here i'm like thanks God's good. Uh, <laughs> but I was at such a place that I have a desire towards marriage and when God, when it's the right timing and God fulfills it, it's going to be beautiful. It's just not the season yet. And so anyway, in the understanding of that, the Lord says to Nara, I want you to prepare to move. And I was like, whew, I'm getting married. God's doing it. I'm like, all right, God. So I'm doing yard sales. I'm selling stuff on Facebook Marketplace. I'm packing things. I'm getting things ready to move. I'm like, all right, all right. Then the Lord says, okay, Tanera, I want you to call your landlords and let them know this is your last month's rent. You're going to finish out and you're moving. And I'm like, okay, God, but my husband hasn't come yet. Like, where am I going? (laughs) I was like, this is going to be a quick engagement. Uh, (laughs) But I was like, I literally did not know. I didn't know where my foot was landing, but it was like, okay, I got to step out. So I call up my landlords and they're like, is the rent too high? We'll lower it. And I was like, Lord, did you hear that? i I think i should stay they're gonna lower the rent and the lord's no he spoke said okay father so i let them know you know nope this is you know i'll finish out on this month i'll be done and i'll be moved out and they're like well where are you going and i was like i don't know i have no clue jesus does though and they're like okay well if you need a place let us know you know those sweet sweet people just very concerned but I'm like, okay, God, I'm trusting you with this because you said get ready to move. That obviously means my husband's coming, but I haven't met him yet. So we'll just do a quick engagement. I got it. We'll make this happen. And uh, I'm driving one day. How many of you guys notice like God speaks to you in the car? It's probably the only time I'm quiet enough for him to speak to me. But God speaks a lot to me in the car. And I'm driving and the Lord drops in my spirit. He says, you're going to buy a house. I was like, What? no, Lord, I don't buy a house till I get married. Like, that's how that works. Because I had a stronghold that said to you can't do these things without a husband. I've been told that in church. i had been told that by friends and family. Like, when I went to the mission field, I was a missionary for five years. I was told, you can't go to the mission field. You're single. <laughs> oh, and God didn't know that when he called me. Oops. <laughs> Apparently. But many times what can happen is is I took a word from the Lord of Tenera, get ready to move, and I interpreted it to fulfill my own desire. Right? And when the Lord brought clarity of, no, I am your husband. I'm taking care of you, and we're getting you a house. Okay, Lord. I heard wrong. Now, again, listen, I didn't hear wrong in the sense of he spoke, I heard him, I know I hear his voice. But I interpreted And so as you're submitting things back to the Lord and the law of referral, trust me, I'm going somewhere with this, the law of referral coming in, when you hit a place that you're recognizing, I thought God said and it's not happening that way and this didn't work out, did I miss God? Because the enemy will come in and he'll beat you up and say, see, did God said? Do you really hear his voice? And this is where the law of referral, let me go back to what did God say? God didn't say, "Tenera, you're getting married. He said, "Tenera, get ready to move. And then I went and sought counsel. I had this, uh, this amazing lady in my life. She lives in Oklahoma now. But I still call her up and I get a lot of godly counsel from her and I'll share with her. And she'll challenge me. Amen? Challenging is good. She'll challenge me and say, well, Tamara, you said God said this and then you said you felt like you were getting married. But did God say that? And I was like, no, it's just my desire. I interpreted it through my own filter. So you're right. I'm going to hand that back to God. And say, Lord, that's yours. I'll follow on what you said. Refer back. What did the Lord say? Go seek godly counsel. Again, careful of who you allow into that circle. Choose wisely. Let the Lord guide you in who's in there. But let me also guide you in this. Don't go seeking out every person who's going to say what you want to hear them say. Because that's easy. Like, I really want this, so Lord, yes, right? Lord, you say yes to this. I'll find the person who agrees with me because when two or more are gathered, (laughs) right? My husband's coming tomorrow. (laughs) So then we start to try to find people that will come and agree with us. But scripture talks about that iron sharpens iron, right? You want friendships, you want counselors in your life who are going to sharpen you. What happens when iron sharpens iron? Sparks. Sparks fly. Friction happens. It's not always comfortable when somebody calls you out. It's not comfortable when somebody's sharpening off the rough edges to say, hey, I think you might have interpreted the Lord there. I don't think that was quite what he said, right? I had a situation, I was talking to another good friend of mine, um, and she's like us, I call her my bonus mom. She's like my second mother. And I was sharing with her something and she says, well, Tanera, have you tried or have you thought of? And I was like, oh no, I could never do that. And she called me out on it and she said, Tanera, it's your pride that's stopping you. That felt like a knife. (laughs) I was like, ow, that kind of hurt. But here's the deal. She's a good friend, right? Because it says in Proverbs that faithful are the wounds of a friend right? And profuse are the kisses of the enemy. So you don't want the yes people in your life who are going to say, oh, that's so wonderful. Oh, you're so great. Oh, everything you think is just great. Oh, you think that's what the Lord said? Then great. We'll just agree with you. You want somebody who's going to sharpen you and say, what does the word say? Amen. I had a friend the other day who was going through something and she began to say things like, I can't believe I did that. I'm an idiot. I'm stupid. And I said, I rebuke that. You are not. You are smart. You are a child of God. You hear his voice and you clearly follow it. I'm not going to let you talk about yourself that way because that's the lie of the enemy. Call each other out. Sharpen each other by the word of God. Not by your opinions. By the word of God. Because what is the ultimate truth? His word. So you call each other out by the word. Amen. All right. Next scripture is Proverbs nineteen twenty through 21. Listen to advice and accept instruction. This is the fun thing. You'll hear advice and you're like, oh, that was good. Yeah, that's great. And then you walk away and you completely forget what was given to you. Accept instruction. Here's the thing. That will require humility. Because sometimes your pride says, but no, do you know who I am? God has called me an apostle. I can't go serve in the children's room faithfully. No, I'm an apostle. I should be giving advice to the leadership of the staff. <laughs> let go of your pride. Pride comes before a fall. Falling's not fun. Trust me, falling off the stage doesn't look fun, right? Man, let the humility of God reign in you. I will tell you this, serving humbling yourself to say man i am here to serve in humility if that's cleaning the toilets taking out the diaper bin whatever that serving is that humility that takes place it will open doors for you because i read a scripture earlier in luke that said that a steward is required to be found faithful will you be faithful in the little things if you cannot steward well that which is another man's who will give you your own because I tell you this, the Lord looks upon the least of these. He takes the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. I'm a foolish thing of the world. Man, stay humble. Let him use you. Because when you're humble, you're like clay. He can mold you. Amen? Okay, I'm going to finish with this. I got this, see? First closing. All right. All right. <laughs> Sorry, give me a second. got to find it. It's in here. I'm pretty positive it's in here. Yep, found it. Ephesians 4, verse 16. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. He fits the whole body together. It's not our place to make everybody sit where they need to, fit where they're supposed to. You know how many times people can... um, I have this happen at the college a lot. People just say, okay, where, where do you want me tell me what to do Like okay well what has God said well, I don't know can you just tell me just you tell me you tell me what God's saying like where do you want me to fit in how do I support you how do I help you here right and so here's the thing there's an aspect where I can love when someone comes open of like man I'm here to serve whatever you need but there's another aspect where if somebody comes and says well hey how can I serve you and I'm like well what's on your heart I love it when they can respond. Of, I feel like God has showed me, like, I just need to put my hands to the plow and it's time to serve. I'm just not sure the capacity, but I know it's time to serve. Well, amen. Great. I need help over here. I need help here. I need support here. Where do you feel like you would be a good fit? Right? Knowing your own giftings, knowing, man, I know I am not gifted with kids. Not that I don't love them. I do. I absolutely love them. But I, I like them in small groupings, not in a mass group where there's a lot of screaming. And then I'm like, okay what do I do, right, and so I know when someone's like, "Taner, will you help with the children's ministry, I'm like, I can, I will absolutely serve you in that, just know it's not a gift, (laughs) right, so you're probably not going to love how good I am in there, but I know there's other areas, like I love young adults, I'm like, oh my gosh, throw me in there with the young adults, man, I love working with young adults, And so I'm like, if somebody ever asked me for that or there's opportunity, i do it. Like at my home church, man, I am heavily involved in the young adults ministry. Love working with those guys, right? But not everybody does because you have to deal with a lot of stupid. Uh, (laughs) You have to deal with a lot of pride of like, uh, I'm 19 now, so like I already know it all. (laughs) Like, oh, sweetie, (gasps) you know nothing. right it's that very statement of um i kind of know that and be like oh you just showed you know nothing uh it's a cute but it's it's a thing i love to do so it's like if you start to discover man he fits the body perfectly together meaning god knows what he's gifted you with he knows what he's put inside of you so ask him to begin to develop and show you and sometimes it starts off that i mean i did this growing up i served everywhere because i was like i don't know what i'm gifted in But I know I'm called to get rooted and planted. I know I'm called to make sure that I'm getting my roots deep. I'm growing and maturing. I've got people around me to sharpen me and call me out. And the best environment to do that in is in a serving environment. When you're serving others, there is opportunity for friction. Sparks fly. Emotions come out, right? But it's a great place to grow. It's a great place to learn how to take your thoughts captive It's a great place to learn how to have self-control. It's a great place to discover the giftings inside of you. I'm like, oh, man, I really enjoy working with youth. Man, that was so fun. You know what? I think I might get more involved with you, right? Sometimes you've got to try out different things. And you've got to let the Lord hone in and kind of mold and shape and help you discover where your giftings are. And what it is that you're like, man, I found this is what I'm called to. You don't fall in to your gifting you discover. Discovery requires you to try things. So get out of your comfort zone and try things. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. It is an adventure. Amen. I know my, um, one of my bosses said to me one time, Tanera, I want you to get uncomfortable three times a week. trust me there's a lot of uncomfortability in my job i'm like oh i have to have that conversation oh that's not fun they won't like me after that one (laughs) well it grew me and it grew them right are there things god's gonna ask you to step out on you're like god i'm not comfortable listen to this do not confuse being comfortable with having the peace of god Because too many times we get uncomfortable of like, oh, I'm getting nervous. I'm not comfortable with this. It must not be God. There's no peace. All right, I get to say no now. (laughs) Do not confuse getting uncomfortable by stepping out because what you're doing is you're putting a faith action to the grace of God. He's invited you into a place to say, I want to grow you. I want to develop you. The plans I have for you are great. But will you walk the journey with me? Will you discover with me? Do you know the joy on his face when you begin to discover your giftings? Like, oh, look what I'm good at. And he's like, yes. He gets so excited over you. Man, he's rejoicing. He's excited to walk this with you. He's excited to see you discover who you are. He doesn't just tell you because he wants you to experience the joy of the journey. Amen? He fits the body perfectly together as each part does its own special work. You are each called to something special and uniquely specific to who you are. So stop comparing yourself to someone else. He didn't create you like Shannon. Otherwise you'd all be really, really tall with a cool South African accent. Right? He didn't create you like your neighbor. He didn't create you like anyone else. He's created you uniquely you because he's absolutely in love and enraptured by who you are. Now listen, he paid a price for you. He paid the ultimate price for you. He gave his very son for you. And he has qualified you to the things he has called you into. So when you start comparing yourself to someone else, you're telling him your sacrifice wasn't good enough. It wasn't good enough. That's not who I should be. You, You paid the wrong price, God. Oh let it not be so Accept who he's created you to be And if you do not see yourself For the amazing Precious jewel Powerful man of God That you are Because that is who you are Then you begin the process Of tearing down the strongholds Of the lies of the enemy in your life So you can see Who he sees you as And who he's created you to be Amen Amen because sometimes how we act, I know this is me, is not becoming to the person he's created us to be. That's exactly how I'll approach these young ladies when I work with them in the um, young adults ministry, is I'll even pull them aside and I'll be like, listen, Karen, <laughs> I've never had to have this conversation with her. But I'll even just bring them aside and say, hey, that action right there is unbecoming to the woman of God that you are. So what can we do to change that? Because I know this is who you are. You are a child of God. You are called. You have a beautiful purpose of plan. You can get specific when you know their giftings, but you reinforce who they are in Christ, the truth of God's word, but you still address this action over here? That's just unbecoming. So, what do we do to change that? Amen? Amen. So, here's my question to you guys in closing. See? Closing number two. All right. Here's my question to you in closing. Will you connect your hand into God's? Will you put faith action to his invitation to growth? When he says, I have got plans for you to be a city, or to be a church of the city. When he says to you, I have desires specific to you, and I need you to deal with the thing, the strongholds in your life, like I shared about my journey, right? I lost like over 180 pounds. Woo! right will you commit to letting him tear down the strongholds giving it to him renewing your mind to the word dying to yourself going through discipline right will you allow yourself intentionality consistency and referral back to what he said walk the process with him will you say yes will you put your hand in his and say faith action yes lord i will do it yes lord i will be a man a woman of action I will be a doer of the word and not a hearer only. Amen. So I want to encourage you in this. We do have a beautiful action step for you. So if I remember, I think I put notes here somewhere. Oh, is it on the screen already? Yes. So there's three things I'm asking you in this. If you would like to commit today and say, you know what, Lord, yes, I want to grow with you. Yes, I want to put my hand in yours in a faith action. There's three things. One, I want you to write down what you're going to do personally to grow. Lord, what am I committing to? Maybe it's five minutes in the Word every day. Maybe that's the first step, right? Maybe your first step is you know what? I need to discover my giftings. I want to serve in the church. I want to get rooted and planted in the church. Then, man, this is where you're going to be able to connect with the church and you're going to be able to connect into volunteer at different options and areas. Maybe it's to say, man, I need to get a strong body of believers around me that I have faithful community with because I need those strong members, those accountability partners. And then you're joining maybe a life group. So I encourage you, if there's any of those areas, anything that you feel the desire to say, this is my faith action, then text GROWTH to 352-441-3016. So I encourage you, take a step today don't walk away and say oh that was a great message wasn't that so sweet she was a little bit funny she told on herself well great what are you going to do with what God just challenged you with he just opened up a door and said I'm inviting you will you come will you come amen Amen. well thank you guys so much for the opportunity to be able to share with you I do want to say this though if you're here today and it's Your first time maybe hearing a message like this or maybe it's your first time in a church Maybe you're saying you know, I've been into church my whole life, but I've never really committed to growth in the Lord I've never really committed to getting to know Jesus as my Lord and my Savior Maybe you say hey he saved me I got saved but I've not committed to walk the process with him Or maybe you're saying you know what I've never even received him to be my Savior Man, I want to pray a prayer with you. Amen. So if I can have you close your eyes, bow your heads. We are not ashamed I'm doing this because I want you guys to focus on Jesus who lives inside of you. And for those of you that don't, then I want to pray a prayer with you to receive him today. So if you would like to receive Jesus, I just ask you to repeat after me. Say, Lord, I receive you today. I lay down my past and I turn now to follow you that I give you complete right and reign in my heart today, that from this day forward, I am fully yours. And I just thank you, Father. And I also wanna encourage you that today, I wanna lead you in a prayer. If you say, Lord, I wanna commit to you as Lord, That I have let you be my savior But I have not decided to walk this process with you I haven't decided to say Lord I won't make my own decisions I want to consult you And make the decisions that you show me So if that's you today Repeat this after me Dear Lord Jesus You are my Lord Therefore I lay down My rights And I pick up your calling that no more will my decisions be my decisions but I will now hear your voice and I stretch forth my hand by faith and lay hold of your grace that I will from this day forward pursue you as you have pursued me in Jesus name well father we just thank you that you are on the throne you are a good good father that the plans and the purposes that you have set in the hearts and in the lives of every person here and every person watching by live stream that lord those desires were not planted in vain but they were planted in expectancy of fulfillment and I thank you holy spirit that you are planting inside each person here their action step what it is that they are to do to follow through on what you have called them into and so lord i thank you for your time today I thank you that you are ever present with us and as we leave Lord you're still carried with us and you will continue to walk with us and guide us even out of these doors and into the world Lord into the mission field that you have called each person into and Lord I just pray right now father over this word that you have given the church that they are to be a church of the city Lord not a church in the city and Lord I speak over you church that you will grow as the days grow darker your light will shine brighter and not only will people be drawn to the church in a physical location they will be drawn to each of you as the body of christ and lord i thank you that what they are allowing to be established and rooted within them father is going to attract and draw that others may eat the sweet fruit that they bear of you father and speak well of who you are and what you have done for your people And I thank you, Father, for every blessing that is existent in this place and is experienced on a daily basis. In Jesus' name, amen.